Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this episode, where tonight the Demonic Dean makes his return with his film pick of the week, The Pit, from 1981 and directed by Lou Lehman, Lou Lehman's only directorial film. Then he went on to do a lot of composing for films. So we'll find out why this is his only one later on in the show. But first, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Golden Keith. What is up, everybody? I hear some trolls. Oh, no, I thought it was a trolls. The trolls. I thought they were here. Get in the hole, trolls. Hi, I'm Jamie. Let me see your tits. No, Jamie. No, not like that. Not like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that little oh, sexual Oh, why not? Jamie. You know what? You're not, you're not nice. I don't like you anymore. I'm going to go record myself at a telephone and make you take off your clothes. Because that's something that we do. It's 81. It's fine. (laughs) We're also joined by the Mad Monkey, the Prince of Moore's Day. Yes, get the pit funky with it, monkey. Oh, yes, getting funky in the pit. That's right, because we, the Talking Terror crew, are broadcasting to you live from the Talking Terror vault, where we, the four horsemen of horror, will be coming in your ears for the next two hours with horror news, horror reviews, and podcast shit that makes us the baddest shit in the motherfucking land. It really doesn't matter. But anyway, listen on Spotify, listen on Blog Talk, listen wherever the fuck you want, because like a back case of gonorrhea, we are everywhere, and I am hopped up on cold medicine, bitches. Let's, Woo! let's see how Woo! this motherfucker goes. Woo! <laughs> and I don't get drunk with cold medication. <laughs> Going through the tunnel. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that'll get you fucked up quick. That's good. Yeah. If you don't have booze, just get cold medication. It'll make you feel better and get you fucked up. <laughs> yep, down with <laughs> there the you sickness. Go. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're always good. They're out there somewhere. Um and also guys, <laughs> happy Ghostbusters week. It's fucking Ghostbusters yeah. week, everybody. Because Ghostbusters oh. Afterlife hits theaters this weekend. The boys are back. The kids are back. Oh, man. Busting makes me feel good once again. So, yeah, happy Ghostbusters week, guys. Oh, shit. That's cool as hell. <laughs> Time to get the Ecto-1 out of the garage and back on the streets, busting ghosts as only they can do. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I skipped the final trailer, like I said, but unfortunately, the fucking TV ads are all over the place, so I couldn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, yeah, like I said last week on the show, I was like, I avoided the final trailer. Don't want any more spoilers. I'm good. I turned on TV when I got home the other day, and there it was. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, fuck uh-huh. the TV. You betrayed me once again. You gave me the spoiler yeah. I didn't want. <laughs> and like you were saying, I break out the Ecto-1. But, you know, what the 
they fail to do is break out the fucking ecto cooler. You know, deny this fucking. Oh. No, see the thing is about the ecto cooler is that they they didn't technically deny anybody. Uh, they're mainly giving it away for social influencers. Uh, High C was on their Twitter earlier this week saying, "Hey, it's back, but limited quantities. So hit that green heart button, show us the love, and you might get slimed." So it seems like if you're a social influencer, you're probably going to get some. Or if you go to one of these premieres in New York or L.A. or one of the big spots, you know, you'll walk away with a couple of bottles of Echo Cooler. I've seen it online, but, you know, fucking make it for everybody. <laughs> it, it'll sell like hotcakes. It did for that 2016 reboot. It would do it now, but now they, like they decided only for influencers. So if you have a social media following, unlike I do, you might be able to get it. <laughs> I don't think my two people that follow me on Twitter are really going to care, but I have to go to Now, I believe we are joined by our fourth oak. Yeah, there he is, Monic Dean. Welcome. Well, thank you so very much for the, for the warm welcoming uh, to our program. Uh, but you don't necessarily need to have the biggest social media followers, but you have to go over to the high C uh, social media and post yourself. Uh, saying that you want to get slimed, and then maybe you will have the opportunity to walk away uh, with some ecto cooler. And I wouldn't be shocked that if the uh, opening of the movie uh, is a rousing success and it has legs and starts pulling dough, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a wider release of this ecto cooler of which you so speak. No. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also bullshit, man, because it ought to be coming out right now because <laughs> the last movie that came out, which sucked, all right, they brought it back, and it was selling out everywhere. You know, oh, he, yeah. he couldn't find this shit, man. You know, because oh. when I found it, you know, King knows, I was buying it. Like, I was loading up a whole grocery cart. Yeah, and I sat there and <laughs> yeah. dropped off, I, said, I think, three cases just at the King's house. That wasn't what I mm-hmm. had here into the, the the evil lair. You know, that that was just what I was willing to, to spare the king because he was having trouble finding it. Probably because I was buying up everywhere I could find it, but still. <laughs> yeah, couldn't. And you were the one that gave me the Ghostbusters cereal because I couldn't fucking find it anywhere. And you're like, here it is. I'm like, God damn it. I mean, you find everything <laughs> Ghostbusters related. The Totem Spirit Guide. I was like, you know, leave it to the monkey to find Ghostbusters shit when I can't. Oh, like the biggest fucking Ghostbusters fan, and I can't find shit. He's like, oh, look what I found. Like, God damn it. <laughs> I well, find it, but then I give it to you. <laughs> yeah, because I deserve it. Well, I never got a chance to be a well, Ghostbuster. This coming off of, uh, you know, there's some breaking, breaking news for you right now. Uh-oh. For your, your, Here we go. your, your shopping pleasures, if you so mm. wanted one of these... High C Ecto Cooler Ghostbusters Afterlife premiered unopened single bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on eBay right now for four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Oh hell no! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Just one one bottle, four hundred bucks. One, oh, one bottle. Uno. The fucking ball <laughs> this guy. Yeah, you know oh, apparently. <laughs> Uh, the oh, here's what, for 399 like, That's a discount. Yeah, man, <laughs> crazy. Okay. Apparently, the aftermarket for, like, everything in the universe right now is, uh, like, absurdly crazy. Like, for the Halloween season, uh, Reese's, uh, the Reese's Candy Company released, like, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup that was, like, a, 
like a like a like the size of a pie, but it was a peanut butter cup. It was like a large, like a like a large, large peanut butter cup. And peanut butter cup. Uh, there was like a limited amount of them available <laughs> what, to purchase. Wait, what was it? And they were retailing at forty five dollars. <laughs> and those things are in the aftermarket right now for like five hundred bucks. Oh, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, like you said, they, that that markup. Holy shit. I mean, but from one bottle, then the bottles aren't even that big. Like one bottle, four hundred bucks. I want to meet the guy that fucking buys that and be like, "Man, good on you." <laughs> I don't have that kind of money for around, sir. For one bottle, holy shit! We should, you, like, we should totally party. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there's, there's one for three hundred. There's one for three hundred and forty. If all of you guys want to chip in together, we can, you know, we can just let the bottle like live with us for a couple months each year. You know, and we can just send it on its shared between the four of us. Shared custody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're gonna, it's going to be a kid of divorce. We all get the, the bottle one weekend a year. It's my weekend. I get the bottle this weekend. Oh, damn. You didn't put it on the calendar, King. No, it was there. I just want to hook at it. I'm not going to drink it, I swear. <laughs> then, then King's going to just piss at it and dye it green and then seal it back up mm. and mail it away. <laughs> Why is the bottle warm? I don't know. It's, it's something about the shipping. I don't know. Did you sleep with the bottle? Tell us the truth. Okay, maybe one night. Got a little crazy. Feels for scientific oh, purposes. Oh, you <laughs> Yeah, scientific purposes. I played higher and higher, and I slept with the bottle. It was a great night. I got to tell you. Tangy. He 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 plays spin the bottle with the bottle. <laughs> Oh, you're going to kiss me, Bottle? Oh, I know. <laughs> Why is the bottle dented, King? I don't know. Shipping. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like you did it's something to it. No, I swear. King. It, Why is the steel it's broken? warm, dented, and flyly. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, it was leaking when I got That's how I found it. I swear. I didn't touch the seal. No, it, it's that fine. weird thick liquid yeah, floating in the middle of the ecto-fucking-cooler, King. I can't tell you what UPS did with it. It was their weekend. I sent it to you. It's your turn with it. Oh, yeah. No, that poor bottle would see some things. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, again, welcome back, Dean, uh, for your pick of the, uh, the pit tonight. But uh, unless anybody else has anything they want to talk about, uh, let's get into some harness. I am good, man. What do we got this week, uh, Dean? And Hello. exciting mm-hmm. stuff. Professional as yeah. ever. What are you talking about? Exactly. What are you talking about? You didn't respond. What are you talking about, bro? All right. Well, <laughs> as about? I what indicated, is... as I indicated to the ghoul, I felt that I was having an audio technical issue, so I logged back and just logged back in. So I missed the question. I would oh. love to answer the question if given the opportunity. What we would love to hear what you have to talk about tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, there are just so many things that I want to talk about tonight. Awesome. Let's go. All right. So let's go. So uh, Netflix, you know, the king of the streaming services, uh, Mm. who has traditionally been so secretive about their streaming numbers, uh, has announced that they are launching a new uh, top 10 website. 
uh, top10netflix.com. And what you're going to be able to find on this new website is uh, the top titles uh, in 90 different countries broken into four different categories of English film, English TV, and then non-English film, non-English TV. Netflix traditionally has stated that they count uh, two minutes of something streaming as a view. But for this website, they are changing that, and their, their, their counting numbers are going to reflect weekly viewing totals, uh, and there's going to be separate top, top ten lists for each of the 90 countries that are representative. So you'll be able to log into this site, uh, say, look up what is uh, stream, streaming the most in, uh, in, in, in Brazil uh, and see what the top ten are in those four different categories. So you'll be able to, to access this, and apparently uh, they are changing up uh, how they are counting their views for this website. So if you are one who chooses what you want to watch on Netflix based on what is popular in different locations, this website is tailor-made just for you. So, again, that is the top10netflix.com uh, if that sounds like there is something interesting to you. So it could be fun. Yeah, check out what the country is doing. I'm going to good, you know, top 10 butts in Brazil. Give it to me, Netflix. No, no, <laughs> wrong site. I just don't know why they don't put up numbers like YouTube does and stuff like that. You know, let us see the actual numbers of how stuff is going. I, I, I would be interested to see what the actual numbers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares? I'd like to see it. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, ultimately, I don't know. I look at it this way. I really don't care what anybody else is watching. I'm going to watch what I want to watch, and I'm going to watch what I like, and I'm going to like what I like. So I really, like, I look at their top ten thing, and yes, maybe sometimes I'll look at, like, the top ten list, right, and I'll be like, ooh, I mean, obviously, mm. if they're putting that there, a lot of people must be watching it. Maybe I'll check it out. But for the most part, no, because I look at, like, Squid Game. Like, I couldn't tell you what's in the top ten right now. I'm sure Squid Game is because everybody seems to be watching oh, yeah. it. But I've still yet to watch a fucking I mean, yeah. episode of that damn thing. <laughs> Me either. We talked about it last week. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm good on that. But, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, wow, only ten people watch this show? Fuck that. No, I'm not watching that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the problem with streaming, too, as far as, like, Netflix and shit like that goes is, sure, okay, that stream that one time in that one household, that's still not reflective of the amount of people that were possibly sitting there watching it at that time. It's not reflective of the amount of people subscribed to the service, which is apparently like everybody in the universe. Um, you know, like I think on the, on the low key, everybody thinks Disney runs the world, but I'm pretty sure it's Netflix these days. Um, but. Well, I don't know. Again, like, I, yeah. I've been watching Netflix, and that is simply to watch the latest season of Legacies. And as soon as I'm done with that, I will mm. probably move on from Netflix until The Witcher comes out next month. Good point. You know, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, like, like the, the dean had said at one point, uh, it's like if you watch two minutes of, like, a Netflix movie or a show, it counts as a view. So I mean, it's not count. You know, it doesn't make a lot of logic. You know, it's like, yeah, I turned it on, I watched it for five minutes, I said, fuck it, I'm going to go jerk off, you know, and that's fine, you know, but it counts as a view, so I'm one of the... Are you jerking off to Netflix? Uh, There's a lot to watch on Netflix. I always said jerk off the Great British shows, like the baking ones. It's fun. Or or Golden Girls. As the dean is always pointing out to me, because I still tend to pay for porn, 
yeah, I mean, I still at times tend to pay for porn, you know, even though I, I actually have currently yeah. have no, a waste of money. no no subscriptions, no subscriptions <laughs> to any services. But as Dean always points out to me, he's like, geez, you know, or, or whatever, jerk face, you know, there's, there's plenty of free porn out there for you to watch. Never referred, I've you never referred to you as jerk face. Yeah, I don't think I've ever called jerk face in my life. No. I don't know, it was the first That's thing that came to my right there. for whatever reason. But, uh, oh, no, but you know, he 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 is clearly told me plenty of times that there's plenty of free porn <laughs> available on on many many a website in which he has there named is. some of them that I I can't think of any of them right now except for you know I don't know you porn XNXX and videos Pornhub Pornhub there you go there's a popular one. What the hell but is you know, hamster? Just the reason that I Who say the that fuck is, is looking at something a, called X hamster? What is that? But but regardless, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's frivolous spending, Bull, because sometimes you're like, oh, man, I want to do this thing, but dough. And I'm like, well, you waste your dough on that frivolous bullshit uh, that could be affording you the dough to do something that you really want to do. You know what I'm saying? And when you are uh, – <laughs> have those – But he wants to support for, the actor. But, Hey, 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 give it a give it a rest for a second. When uh, you uh, <laughs> when and I say that I say that with love. That's not a, that's not like an insult. I say that with affection. Uh, when uh, the the frivolous spending that the ghoul uh, you know uses in this fashion is not going to any performers because um, that shit is usually in most cases hosting the same shit that you can fucking get for free everywhere else. Um, so you call it ex- exploitation or call it what you want. Uh, it's just, it's frivolous, I, to me, in my opinion, and I can only speak for myself, uh, it's frivolous spending. Uh, money that can be used Agreed. elsewhere when, when we're like, oh, man, I wish I had dough for this thing. And like that maybe that's a solution to having the dough for that other thing. But see, now yeah. if I can offer a rebuttal to this, right? So Please, by all means, I'll be You call it frivolous spending, right? So Wait, like, is this the rebuttal or like, is this your counter-argument? This is a counter argument. Would that not also be called? No, okay. Body? All right. There's a difference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead, well, listen, go ahead. semantics, okay? You're speaking English. <laughs> I don't do semantics. that very well. So anyway, you know, I, I look at something like, you know, I'll, I'll pay out whatever the, the monthly cost is for, let's say, a service like the Adult Time Network, right, which has got a multitude of Adult various time. types of sites and, and, and proclivities of, of – various natures now my whole thing is that i do actually enjoy watching like an entire video sometimes now i'm not saying i'm going to sit Dog there and watch weird. the entire video you like i just like to have I, no, not even that i just like having the entirety <laughs> of the video available if that makes any sense as opposed to like when you watch what's all cut up on like any of the various free sites where they're taking like a 40 minute video cutting it down to like 10 minutes to give you like a best of like compilation type of deal like i i like the progression of it all man it is sex is a tale that needs to be told and it needs to be told properly and flowing and explosively not you know you're the one hey how did he how did he move from missionary to doggy style without actually moving their body like what happened why is he coming there all of a sudden that doesn't make sense is that in her bottle? The pizza, the pizza didn't deliver itself. There's a story to be told here. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> the scene in which he's yeah. opening the box to show you that his dick is up through the hole in the pizza. You know, not just all of a sudden there's a pizza with a dick in it. That don't make any sense. What is this, a marble? He wants to see. 
He wants to see Johnny Football graduate high school by banging the high school teacher that teaches English. Like, that's the caveat. He wants to see how it plays out. Is he going to make it to college? Yeah, it's important that he knows these things. It's not just always about the sex. It's about the friends that get along the way. He's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. No, I'm not, no. All right, Dean, what else do you have? What do you got? So... Continuing on yes, let's get off of my uh, with other news in the <laughs> world, and man, the school is weird. But uh, moving on to Disney, <laughs> Disney, Disney Plus, another super uh, successful streaming platform. Apparently, behind closed doors, uh, there is a philosophical Three battle doors. going on between uh, ex CEO mm. and current executive Bob Iger, and current CEO uh, Bob Chaprak. Because uh, the current CEO wants to expand uh, the what is being offered through Disney Plus to build a larger audience, including uh, material that is not necessarily uh, the most family friendliest material, uh, including uh, Disney-owned properties uh, that are not currently streaming on Disney Plus, where Bob Iger wants. Disney Plus to remain focused on family content front and center. Uh, so apparently this is like a, a big philosophical uh, battle that's going on behind closed doors uh, at Disney. None of these, either of these gentlemen have any public stated comments to say about this, but supposedly this is what's going on at Disney Plus. So uh, in wanting to grow their brand, uh, I mean, you think, oh man, grow the Disney brand, but to to continue to compete as other streaming services continue to grow or consolidate, uh, Disney wants to, you know, open up the coffers to what to other stuff that they actually own and get it on there. Uh, so there's like, the, I guess the progressives that are like more content, and then the conservatives that are like family only. So uh, who knows what's really going on over there? But uh, that's what's happening at Disney Plus these days. Yeah, I mean we're getting X Men '97. That's all I know. Thanks, school for that. that was fucking killer. <laughs> Fucking love the unit. I mean, like, holy shit. I, I, yes, I am excited about that continuing, you know, wherever that story. I've got to, I got to go back and rewatch it all now to catch up, to be ready for when Me they too. pick up where that storyline, like, left <laughs> off. I'm fucking stoked. Um, I, you know what? Honestly, is I think Bob Iger is right in this situation here. I think what stays on, you know, what goes on Disney Plus yeah. should it should stick to a certain standard at the very least. They also own mm-hmm. Hulu. Yeah. If you, you're talking about wanting to grow your brand, but you literally own two of the most popular streaming type services that are out there currently. So you can put all of your Disney-esque adult content on Hulu, which is still owned by Yoohoo, and, you know, well, not Yoohoo as a brand, but Disney. Um, <laughs> the chocolate no, you too. Yeah. Oh, you too. Whatever that is. It's like Bonner? butter with fucking milk in it or some shit. Um, yeah, you who's a chocolate drink. You who, like, <laughs> you who, I used to drink it religiously. You know, my stepdad used to bring home yeah. cases of that shit. And I mean, like, cases and cases and cases. Because my grandfather owned, like, a deli. And, uh, yeah, so that was, like, what I lived on from, like, age fucking eight to, like, 13. Um, That's good shit to But, yeah, on, with, the, with, the, <laughs> yeah. with the Hulu thing, man, 
you know, like, yeah, seriously, put your adult theme shit on that and, and leave Disney Plus to really staying to a, a specific level of standard, man. I think, uh, I think what they've been doing with it is fantastic. I don't see how much more expansion they need to do towards what, the fucking adult population? I mean, give me a break. I, I agree, man, is that, but, but because we had the same argument going on in the 90s when Michael Eisner was CEO of Disney because he was the one that was always pushing to try and make Disney, you know, the, the family films anyway, more edgy, you know, um, mm-hmm. including more d- d- adult jokes in there, stuff like that. You know, he, he was trying to bring them in, but at the same time, you know, I'm completely with the ghoul where if it has Disney brand on it, it has to match Disney brand. Okay, if you're going Pixar or, you know, uh, another subdivision, then you can sit there and go off brand and go a little bit there, you know, and that's where DreamWorks has really picked up a lot of stuff is because they're willing to go there where Disney doesn't. But at the same time, if, you, if you're going to stamp Disney on it, you you, you got to meet that seal of approval, man. Uh, yeah. The DreamWorks thing right there is like the perfect way to state it, man. I mean, think about it. In the Shrek universe, the donkey is fucking a dragon, and they've had babies. <laughs> yeah. Yo, in the Shrek universe, if you go back and pay close attention in the original film, when uh, Shrek encounters Robin Hood and his merry men singing a song, they very clearly say uh, that Shrek loves... Get- or I-, I can't remember if they were singing... I think it was... They were either singing about... I don't remember the specifics of the song. I believe they were singing about Robin Hood, uh, the Merry Men, and they uh, they say he loves getting head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, that that is yeah, yes, they, they, <laughs> they cut it off, but yes, that yeah, is the inclination that they have going on with that. Another one I've never seen, so I don't know. Take a look. Oh, dude, we got to cover it then. When's my <laughs> yeah. next pick? I've never Shrek is I've never, never seen a tracker in the movies. Go watch Shrek. Love and you'll, you'll know you'll know horror. Cover, I, yeah, cover Shrek. Let, let the monkey pick it yeah. because he loves to pick not horror movies for our horror movie show. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, man, man, you take a week, you, you take a week <laughs> off and you come back balls blazing, man. Shit. <laughs> well, the rest of us are here, you know, because we got union jobs. We show up every week, but okay, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey pipe down because the ghoul missed two, a week, a week, two weeks ago. So, so I ain't the only one there. Buddy, in my union. I mean, I told you, I told you I'd watch that movie about the spaceman and the cowboy, that animated movie, uh, Toy Story. Cowboy so, yeah, Bebop. I told you I'd watch that. One. Oh, no, it's, it's about the cowboy and the space guy, <laughs> and they're friends. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was and like, I what? Heavy metal? <laughs> no, I don't know. Friends in me. Okay. Yeah, that one. The the one about yeah, the that one. I've never seen it. I've never seen any of those movies. So yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Take it for one of the episodes. I'm forced to watch it. You know, that, there you go. Watch watch Shrek. I don't know. That's uh, man. That's I don't know. That's a long stretch, man. To, to horror adjacent, right there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, like the Shrek is the one that the uh, the green monster, right? Not the one in Boston, but the uh, the green guy. Yeah, I was gonna say that this has nothing to do with the Boston, the Boston Red Sox. He's, a, he's an ogre. He's like an onion. He's got layers. Oh, <laughs> I do. Too. You know what I've got layers? Speaking of layers, speaking of layers, how do you I've never heard those say hell no. I don't want no damn parfait. Layers today, taking a fucking spill. 
Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, when I took a fall? Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was How great. many layers yeah. of your needed to work lose? Yeah, no, I, I walked to work, and I was fine, and I was like, you know, this is great. I'm making good time. I get right around the corner from my job, and I slip and fall, and I hit my head on the, the grassy uh, hill that they have, and I land right on my knees. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. You know what? It's fine. You know, my pants are ripped. I'll get another pair. And then I go home. I change. You know, I'll throw some Band-Aids on. And then when I get to the work with my crew, there's blood all over my pants. I'm like, ha, ah, fun. So now I get to send the rest of my oh, guys big blood stains all over my pants. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the, the crew members you, is like, is that blood? And I was like, no, nah, it's, it's, it's ketchup. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Plug it up. Plug it up. <laughs> yeah. So, no, and it, it didn't stop bleeding. So I basically just have a wrap around it right now and a bunch of Band-Aids. So, all right, hopefully it stops bleeding soon. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, a big chunk of my, my knee is missing right now. So it took a big hit, so it was fine. Love blood and guts, but not when it stains my pants. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck what gets blood out? I was like, club soda? I don't know. Somebody recommended a Dove bar in hot water. I was like, I don't know. Something will get what? that blood stain out. A Dove yeah, bar? Somebody... what I do. Just pour rubbing yeah. alcohol What's all that? over it and then fucking cover it. And that's it. That's what I do with every cut, dude. I'm like, oh, rubbing alcohol. That's it. It's like fucking my big fat Greek wedding. He used Windex. I just use rubbing <laughs> alcohol on every wound I have. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'll have to do. I don't know. I, just, I, I love the fact that the diva's like, you might have a concussion. I was like, maybe. And I was like, do you think a beer will help it? It could, you know. And then my, my friend from Scotland was like, oh, yeah, I hope you're okay. I was like, yeah, I'll do the Ollie Reed treatment. I'll drink a bunch of beer and wrap it up. He turned out okay. He told me he didn't die in a bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> but moving away from my personal injuries because I'm clumsy as fuck. Uh, what's next, Dean? Uh, speaking yeah, to yeah. other non-horror movies, speaking about uh, other non-horror movies that have been covered on our show, uh, at okay. this time, Paramount Plus uh, has been developing a script-to-series uh, version of Fatal Attraction, and uh, they are calling this monkey a deep dive reimagining. <laughs> of the Fatal Attraction film. And while this has been known, they have just announced uh, that actress uh, Lizzie Kaplan uh, is going to be playing the lead role of Alex, uh, made famous uh, in the original film uh, by Glenn Close. Uh, So uh, that is what's going on in in that particular uh, universe. So if that is the kind of thing that you're interested in, uh, there you have it. Uh, she has been seen in such fair as Cloverfield, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, Mean Girls, and uh, the Castle Rock series as Annie Wilkes, uh, amongst, yeah, other, uh, amount, amongst other, um, you know, properties or, uh, you know, performances, if you will. So anyway, yeah, no, uh, that was the big announcement um, hey, surrounding gonna, you know, uh, the upcoming you know, series. Oh, Sorry, I just want to ask. Go ahead, Monkey. Sorry, I I missed the part. Did you say series or a movie? Series. This is going to be a series for Paramount Plus uh, that they're calling a oh, cool. deep dive reimagining. I won't be ignored, Dan. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I'm so excited, and I love Lizzie Kaplan. Like I said, yeah, she was great in Castle Rock as Annie Wilkes, and yeah, Cloverfield, and then Mean Girls. So yeah, Lizzie Kaplan's great. So I'm looking forward to seeing her in that part. You know. And, 
Looking forward to seeing who gets cast as, you know, the Michael Douglas character as Dan. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Dean, what's next? What do you got? Uh, one of the uh, most heartbreaking things uh, that has happened inside uh, not only the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the cinematic universe uh, as a whole uh, was the tragic passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, who played mm-hmm. T'Challa um, in the Black Panther film. And uh, in the time since his passing, there's been uh, much rumor and much speculation about how uh, Marvel was going to approach uh, this situation and character uh, as the Marvel juggernaut continues to roll along. But uh, Marvel producer and VP of development, Nate Moore, has squashed uh, any thoughts or rumors about the character of T'Challa ever returning to the MCU, MCU universe. He has said that they are, uh, they are not going to be recasting the character of T'Challa. They are also not going to be bringing back Chadwick Boseman in a digital format uh, to bring the character back to life. So any thoughts about ever seeing that character again? Uh, this VP of development has squashed all of that. Uh, he said that uh, you can bet your money on it uh, at this time. So uh, if people have had any speculation about what's going on surrounding that, uh, there is a definitive statement from the VP of development uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ghoul, I know you got something to say about that one. Uh, listen, you know, I, I, obviously they're going to continue the legacy of the Black Panther. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. It was too important of a character to too many yeah. young people in general. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I think, is, is ridiculously powerful. Now, that being said, that does not mean it has to be T'Challa. I have no problem with nope. them giving us a different Black Panther. Um, yeah. You know, at all. So, you know, for, I, I've heard rumblings that, you know, that uh, the, the big guy from the, the bear tribe or whatever it is, there's been, you know, um, obviously I, I, I've always, you know, I, I still petition for them to find a way with all this multiverse stuff going Michael on B. Jordan. to bring back, to bring Michael B. Jordan back in and <laughs> give us yeah, a good version of him, you know? We, we saw yeah. that potential, even though uh, we went bad again, but we saw that potential yeah. in the What If series, you know what I mean? And it was oh, nice. Dude. It was good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to stump for him forever, man. I love Michael B. Jordan. But, again, yep. it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I know there were rumors that it was going to be, you know, Shuri is going to, is going to step up into, into that role. And I guess she had done so hmm. in the comic book as well. Um, that did, could yeah. work, you know. Yeah. That, that, that could work. But I think, you know, that, that's, that's a bit of a stretch being how she's been introduced so far. But, I mean, now you've got to take her from mm-hmm. being the, you know, the eyes in the sky to being. Yeah. You know the, yeah. the the person in the field, and that's 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 a You're physicality right. that I don't know if that actress can really pull off. But you know what? Again, right. stranger things have occurred. Um, yeah, so, you are yeah, right. I, the person in the chair. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that, that's kind of who she is. She's like just like James Bond has Q. You know, that's what Shuri kind of has, <laughs> has worked as. Um, 
Very true. You know, but like I said, he's got he's got to come back. The character, the the legacy of the Black Panther, cannot die with Chadwick Boseman at all. That would be a complete no. and utter travesty, and that would be the last thing that that man would ever want. Oh, I, yeah, I completely it, agree. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, monkey. Yeah, it's just especially with just the surprising influence that this movie had, like just all over the world. I was not expecting this movie to hit as hard as it did, you know, just because the comic book never did. And I was just shocked and amazed and so pleasantly surprised with just the, you know, the fan response for this movie. Yeah, it's been great. I know that they're, I think they're filming Wakanda forever now. Um, you know, the, the follow-up to the Black Panther. Um, but what I love is the fact that from a wrestling standpoint, a lot of rumors are that Becky Lynch was going to be a part of Wakanda forever because there's apparently oh, yeah. somebody on set that kind of barely resembles Becky Lynch, you know, same hairstyle. But Becky Lynch went on Twitter and she goes, uh, who is this? <laughs> it's not me. Like, <laughs> I'm not a part of Wakanda forever. Like, I don't know why these rumors are going around that I'm in this movie, but uh, it, yeah, it's going on now, and it's uh, 2022 release, so we'll see how they handle it. I, I watched um, Civil War last weekend because it was on USA, and yeah, Bozeman is fucking just phenomenal. Like, I don't know how they're going to handle it, but yeah, that's that's Chala, so hopefully they, they pick somebody that can really represent the Black Panther uh, the way that he deserves. But as as the ghoul and I have talked about, this next phase of Marvel, it's it's going more cosmic you know, in, in how they handle things. So it's not going to be the traditional Marvel that we got beforehand. I think they're going to be introducing more characters that people aren't really understanding of and don't know about, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, they, they sit off the Eternals, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And in the case of the Eternals, you know, not very well received or liked. Uh, I still have not seen, Sorry, I have still not seen the movie. Really? So, so, Either of you know, I. I haven't seen it yet. I have not. I you know what? I was yeah. going to go this week. Um, but Donovan is coming back home for the weekend for, uh, he's going to come back for Thanksgiving. So he's coming mm-hmm. home like either Saturday or Sunday of this week. So he asked if I wanted to go see it with him. So I'm holding off until either this weekend or, or one of the days, you know, one of the evenings next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't mean I haven't seen, even if I haven't seen spoilers, I've obviously seen all the negative comments and all the, you know, the low Rotten Tomato scores and, and all of that for it. Um, I had a feeling it was going to be a hard sell in general because you're introducing a full team without giving any lead up to said team. But yeah, you know, they they gave it the old college try, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then, you know, on top of that, like, the material that it's based on is, like, you know, it's so far out there compared to everything niche. else that, you know, everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a hard time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you introduce all the Avengers, and then you have the Avengers movie. So it's like, all right, we, we know all these characters now. They're having their own movie together as a team. The Eternals are just like, yeah, they're here. It's all over. So get used to it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And you got to remember with the original Avengers too. By by doing it the way they did it, if 
those actors didn't sell themselves as those characters so well. Right. If Robert Downey Jr. did not pull off Tony Stark as well as he did, if Chris Hemsworth doesn't pull off Thor, you know, even though Thor may not be the most well-loved movie of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe, people love him as the character still. Um, yeah. You know, the Hulk, obviously, everybody loves the Hulk. You know, they they even like the bad oh, Hulk yeah. movies. You know, so so that that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a win no matter what. You know, you give us Chris <laughs> Evans in a greatest. period in a, yeah. in a period piece, freaking you know superhero film, and it, and it worked somehow. Like you took all of those elements, you mixed them all up, and boom, the Avengers works. If you try yeah. to give us some of the actors and actresses that they're putting in the Eternals, like I can just, I can tell you from a casting standpoint, like, yeah, you know, you got like two of like some of the main cast of Game of Thrones going on there. It's kind of a little mm-hmm. bit difficult. You know, you got, I mean, listen, Angelina Jolie was the only reason why, why the cool girl wanted to go see it. But at the same That's time, no too, she's a, she's a hard sell. You know, Selma Hayek, you know, like these, these are, these are not superhero names as far as, and like they don't need to be, don't get me wrong. Like I didn't think of Robert Downey Jr. and immediately was like superhero. No, I was like Robert Downey Jr. Wow. Tony Stark has a major storyline in which he is fucking completely out of his mind drunk all the time and he's all fucked up and Robert Downey Jr. can easily do that shit. It made sense. So, but again, I knew that character. I don't know any of the Eternals whatsoever. So, no, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm rough on those. Yeah, unfortunately, they they pulled the DC thing, you know, with the Justice League and shit like that, just throwing us into the 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 scheme here of just okay, here's the team, here's the characters, okay, and go. Yeah, yes, well, but on DC tried. end, yeah. DC's and everybody knows who Superman is. Everybody knows who Wonder Woman is. Everybody knows who Batman, the Flash. Like, those are all mm-hmm. super well-known in not just pop culture, but they're, you know, they're almost a full-on American icons. I mean, Superman is a full-on American icon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the new movies, he's, he's more of a worldly figure. Um, <laughs> he's a god. But, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you know. I have no idea who Icarus is, other than the the Greek god that that he's named from. You know, like and that's probably the only Nintendo name game. out of all the characters that I even remember. And that's because <laughs> yeah. again, from the Greek pantheon, are they all named after Greek pantheon people? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they are. From what oh, I remember, okay. I mean, I'm well, Russian, but I think they're all based on Greek gods. But yeah, no, it, yeah, I went with DC. You know, again, Justice League could have been great, but then they depended on Superman at the end. Like we can't do this without the guy. <laughs> you can. You don't really need him, but all right. You know, let's throw Henry Cavill in there with his CGI and clear face. He had a mustache at the time. <laughs> he's OP and he breaks the movie. You know, that's that's <laughs> yeah. the problem. You, can, you can't have a team-based movie in which one character can literally do more than the <laughs> entire team, and the rest of the team is rendered absolutely useless. With Aquaman going, yeah, bro. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> it's fine hey listen you know but yeah that's where they failed um, but you know moving on alright Dean what else do you have Dean has fallen asleep I'm so glad I brought up a Marvel story <laughs> what were Marvel people like what did you expect 
<laughs> we're gonna nerd out. But speaking of, uh, in other work stories in the in the hot button what? MCU, uh, Sylvester Stallone, a talking terror favorite, uh, has uh, it's announced that he will be Ayo. returning uh, as I'm not sure how you pronounce the first name of the character. Is it Stakar or Stacker or uh, something overward? Stakar yes, Ogard uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Sylvester Stallone will be returning for Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 3. And in cool. other uh, Marvel news, apparently uh, there's been quite a situation going on uh, during the filming of Doctor Strange 2. And there is going to, uh, right now, there are significant uh, reshoots taking place that will be carrying on through the end of the year. So, uh Apparently, some of some in the in the higher ups maybe were not thrilled with uh, what was coming off. So uh, right now, Doctor Strange two is uh, going through significant reshoots. Uh, so that's what's going yeah. on in the MCU universe for all of you nerds out there. They had to wait for Bruce Campbell to become available. Like this is <laughs> Bruce's movie. Come on, man, get him in here. Oh, get away from the stars. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Stallone, Dean. Uh... Have you heard any updates about the Samaritan movie at all, or is that kind of still just floating around in limbo? Uh, you know, as far as I know, uh, and again, it's been it's been a little while uh, <laughs> since I've seen uh, any any news about it. Uh, oh, there, no, August twenty sixth, twenty twenty two is the release date. So next oh, summer, sweet. summer movie uh, next year uh, coming next summer. So that's what's going on uh, with Samaritan. Apparently, it's finished. And, uh, you know, it will be a summer release in 2022. Cool. I know both, yeah. me, I know both me and the Dean have watched the uh, the new cut of Rocky Four. The director's cut? Yeah. Uh, Ultimate. <laughs> yes, yes, Ultimate yes, indeed. Uh, maybe we yeah, have to do I, a short was... part three of our retrospective. To do a sideshow episode. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to do that, though, we'd have to include other Stallone films. Just to, You can't just have that as a thing. That's not Why can't fair. we do like a like a like a specific <laughs> Rocky Four specific episode? Interesting. Mm, Why don't you? I, I, we do I'm it in montages out into the wind. I'm not saying that. Uh, maybe we can do an episode made up of all montages of us talking about Chris <laughs> Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, we, can, we can cut it so that it's literally an hour and fifteen minutes long, and uh, super cut. Which is, yeah, and, and and yeah, we could just have it like montage with just a little bit of like live shit in between. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just <laughs> we could work on that. Just throwing some ideas into the wind. Um, into the but idea. yeah, far, uh, I know, and I don't know if I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I saw any news about whether or not any of you gentlemen have watched. But uh, as we move along here, I did want to. Uh, mentioned that uh, the Dexter revival currently uh, uh, airing on the Showtime network yep. uh, has announced yep. that their premiere episode uh, featured 2.2 million viewers. Uh, Showtime has said that 866,000 of those viewers watched the premiere live with uh, 1.303 million people watching on demand. Uh, bringing that total to the 2.2 million. So uh, I don't have any information in front of me about how many viewers Dexter had in its initial run, but Showtime is pleased with uh, with how many people have been checking it out thus far. 
excuse me, thus far. That was a great debut. The Ghoul and I both watched it, so yeah. And I watched the second episode on Monday night, so yeah. It's it's great. It's great to have them back and, and great to see what they're doing with it. So excited for I haven't watched episode two know. yet. All right. Well, I won't spoil it, but yeah, no, I, I watched it and I'm I'm still happy. So you know, it's just so great to have Dexter back. You know, just having Oops, him please. back and then doing his thing. You know, it's just so excited. So it's good to see that Showtime's happy too. I mean, even if this is going to be the only season I think they're going to do, I mean, who knows? There might be another one because big numbers makes for another season. So you can only hope. But, all right. This is true. Just ask John uh, from Cincinnati. Sex. Well, I don't know that. I like that show. We talked about I like that. it, I too. We all like it. Um, I remember <laughs> I when that shit aired, like, the ghoul and I were, like, captivated by that first episode. Um, I probably suffered right that aired right after The Sopranos, right? Wasn't that what, like, The Sopranos aired into when The Sopranos ended? So, first, first like, it, it immediately... It, after the end <laughs> episode of The Sopranos. Yeah, like, it's it suffered from that immediately. If that show debuted at a different time, maybe it would have met a different fate. But, uh, I mean, basically... It, the entire world basically was watching uh, the Sopranos finale and then was in stunned silence and uh, like not even knowing what to fucking what to do like when, when it happened. So uh, maybe so, hey, if John from Cincinnati came idea, at a different you know? time. Oh, we're going to end this, this. We're going to we're going to end this series about an Italian-American crime family in a really dramatic fashion. And the best way to follow that up is to put a weird fucking show about a surfing family and a guy who may or may not be Jesus. That is fucking perfect follow-up. I mean, what fucking genius at HBO thought that was a good idea, man? That, that tells me right there that they had absolutely no fucking faith in that show whatsoever. No, there's no right, way well, the audience that was uh, watching my, The Sopranos wanted to watch John from fucking Cincinnati. Cool, and that's an interesting thought, but you have to remember, and especially given the area uh, that we were all living in at the time, uh, there was a huge swath of the population in our locale uh, that viewed Tony Soprano as Jesus, uh, even walking around, dressing and acting like him all the time, the dumb fucks that lived in our fucking area, so... Uh, maybe they thought that there's a bunch of assholes walking around uh, acting like Tony Soprano was Jesus that they should follow up with a show about Jesus to remind everyone that Tony Soprano was not Jesus. But tell that to all the motherfuckers that would show up at TGI Fridays in Marlboro in their fucking leather jackets and their slick hair thinking they were fucking tough shit. <laughs> what do you mean I've got to wait 30 fucking minutes to get my fucking potato skin? What the fuck is my hey, you got... You got a you got a music box, man. I want to play that uh that fucking Departed soundtrack. <laughs> oh, I just want to listen to the Journey up in here. Oh, come on, hey, come on, don't stop believing, hey. Well, yeah, well, you, you got, got that, that blue moon in your eyes, fucking ass. This jukebox don't got any Sopranos, babe. Well, I guess we got to listen to Future <laughs> Fridays. Oh. <laughs> It should have been James Gandolfini and John Cincinnati. James Gandolfini <laughs> is John Cincinnati. Oh, I'm Jesus up in here. Oh, uh, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You don't know. You gotta watch. I'm in California now. I have to surf. I just, I just dumped out, Butchie. I just dumped out. <laughs> oh my God, Phil! I was just on the biggest wave. Oh my God, over here. 
I'm jumping from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have loved it. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, what's the follow up? <laughs> oh, come on, Paulie, get me back onto the beach. <laughs> I'm All right. Wow. Here, okay. Uh-huh. I need to go yeah. inside. More things to discuss. And apparently, <laughs> uh, it, we just passed uh, the day that some people uh, look at as a, as a tentpole day on their calendar year, which is uh, what is otherwise known as uh, Disney Plus Day. But oh. with that being said, uh, the good folks no blow over, November. No, but the good <laughs> folks over at the alternate uh, superhero universe. Uh, all the good folks that work for Vought International. What? <laughs> oh, looking at the boy from, from uh, the Watchmen. Sent oh. out a tweet on their official uh, Twitter, uh, talking about uh, their own particular day, uh, Vought Day, and that uh, if you check out that tweet. Uh, you will see some of your favorite soups uh, talking about all of the different properties and movies and experiences that are to be happening over uh, at, uh, you know, at Vaught International. So uh, they basically were giving the finger to Disney Plus Day uh, talking about <laughs> Vaught Day. So uh, if you head over to Twitter and check out the official uh, Vought International Twitter feed, you too will be able to see uh, some of your most favoritist soups, uh, including Homelander himself and Starlight, uh, talking about Ooh, some of it. the upcoming specials and series and films, uh, as well as tributes to some of the fallen soups and previous soups uh, that's going on uh, right now with Vought International. So something to keep your eye on uh, if you're into the Vought cinematic universe. I am. Can't wait. Let's see if the deep has to say about that. You. I can't wait for A-Train to teach me how to outrun cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to be Homelander. <laughs> That's exciting. Looking forward to you know the next season of The Boys. But All right, what else do you have next? <clears throat> so, I will tell you what I have next. There is going to be... On Hulu, uh, this coming summer, a new Predator film uh, that is simply called Prey, Prey. a prequel uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg that is taking place 300 years uh, into the past surrounding uh, the Comanche Nation and a Comanche warrior. So uh, if you have been a fan of the numerous uh, Predator uh, films and reboots, etc., etc., uh, there will be a Hulu exclusive this coming summer 2022 uh, called Prey. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, anything Predator related, I'm, I'm all in for. I know I've always said I like the Predator, and I still do. <laughs> Good movie. What a fun. Seeing what to do with Prey. <laughs> I, I, I'll die on that hill. It's still a fun movie. I'll with Prey. <laughs> But so we pray. We'll if, uh, we need to pray just to make it today. Oh yeah, we, we pray. pray just to make it today. And it was a good uh, day. 
with uh, moving on with no release date and no info, uh, kind of winding back around to Disney Plus news, uh, there is going to be an animated series exclusive to Disney Plus, Marvel Zombies. Uh, apparently, uh, this was, uh, is based from a Robert Kirkman limited series going back to 2005 that has had sequels and spinoffs and whatnot. And uh, there was even uh, a mention or teaser of this uh, Marvel Zombies in an episode of the Disney Plus series What If? Uh, but on yep. Disney Day, uh, this Marvel Zombies animated series... Uh, it was announced that it is getting, well, it's Marvel Zombies will be getting its very own series. Again, there's been no release date uh, or other information uh, surrounding that. But uh, if you were aware of that from Robert Kirkman and from the Disney Plus episode of What If, uh, then you've heard of this before and you have something to look forward to. So a little bit of crossover from the MCU into, into, into our genre. So I wanted to tell you about that. And as I kind of keep my eye on the clock, there are a few other things I want to mention. Uh, the King of okay. Horror uh, will be rejoicing around uh, his Yule log in the Christmas season when he gets ready to. You said spend, log. Uh, uh, well, mm. uh, the Yule uh, the Yule log uh, on December seventeenth, nine p.m. Eastern, six Pacific, live on Shutter. Uh, last year it was Joe Bob Briggs saves Christmas, but this year it is Joe Bob Briggs ruins Christmas. Uh, so this will also be a live auction. Uh, raising money for charity. Last year they raised, I think, $40,000. This year they're looking to eclipse that. Uh, but the Joe Bob Briggs Christmas special on Shutter uh, will be debuting live on December 17th. And if this follows with uh, how other uh, Joe Bob Briggs properties have worked, this airs on a Friday, uh, it should be available to stream on Monday the 20th if it follows the trajectory of all the other Joe Bob Briggs holiday specials. So uh, I know some of you will be looking very much forward to that uh, as you gather around the Yule Log for some holiday tidings. Mm. And yeah. speaking speaking of the holidays, uh, a couple of uh, holiday items that might be on the Santa's list for uh, some of those that you shop for uh, in the season of giving. Uh, there is going to be a book. Well, there is a book that is called Jurassic Park, the ultimate visual history, uh, billing itself mm. as the most comprehensive book covering the original Jurassic Park trilogy. It is uh, put together by an author named James Mottram, 256 pages featuring a forward from Sam Neill, an introduction from Laura Dern, and an afterword from Jeff Goldblum. Uh, you'll be able to pick this up uh, for, for 50 bucks, um, if that sounds like your thing. And then also uh, in the bookstore, which actually this one sounds kind of interesting to me, but uh, A24 Horror uh, is put out a book called Horror Caviar, which is a horror-themed cookbook and art book uh, promising a collection of creepy recipes, uh, essays on the importance or the influence of food in the horror genre, and will feature contributions from chefs, uh, writers, and food influencers. This book apparently has been inspired by 29 different films, including Audition, Suspiria, The Shining, The Witch, Midsommar, and others, and will feature recipes for first courses, 
main dishes, desserts, drinks, and snacks. Uh, so this uh, this uh, horror caviar from A24 will be uh, clocking in at a tidy $65, uh, but uh, it is the holiday season, so if there's those of you that love horror and spending time in the kitchen, uh, hint, hint, on your holiday shopping list, uh, this might be something uh, good for you to, to take a look at. So, uh, so there you have it. We have finally found a way to make the king fucking cook in the kitchen. We have found a way. All right. So they got to have recipes from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and shit like Motel Hell. And what? A24. It's A24 movies. They're not going to have Texas Chainsaw Massacre Motel Hell. They're going to have Hereditary and Midsommar and Witch and those movies. It's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be horror, you know, eccentric like that. No. It's going to be A24 movies, so no. No, thank you. I mean, unless they have, like, a beheaded uh, hereditary you know, recipe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're going to sit there. No, it has to make a, make a cake with peanuts. <laughs> peanut butter <laughs> dressing. Yeah. Peanut butter icing because she's allergic to peanuts. <laughs> peanut butter head. Salt, <laughs> you know. so, salt, yeah, and no. te- salt and telephone poles. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Big old gummy bear for Midsommar with a person inside, <clears throat> you know, something like that. You know? No, not not for me, because I'm not a big fan of those movies. But yeah, I like A24, but <laughs> not a one that I would pick up. I already have a cookbook, and it's a WWE cookbook. You know, I haven't done much. Oh, um, Macho Man nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and it came out. Oh no, yeah. Up. You're all about that fucking Roman Reigns meal or whatever the ass, man. You're such a fucking Roman Reigns, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly who I am. You got me. Yeah, I'm a Roman Reigns, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge me, Chips. Got a stand situation the, going on. The bloodline Porsche. <laughs> Yep, that's the recipe I want to make. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'll pass on that. But all right, Dean, what else you got? Uh, that was the final thing uh, that I had intended on talking about this evening. Okay. Uh, well, there you have it. So as we close out horror news, we move into the movie for tonight, which is the Dean's Pearl. The Pit. It is from 1981, directed by Lou Lehman. So take us away. Let's talk about this. I'm so excited to take you away. The Pit uh, from 1981. I'm so excited. uh, Coming from the Great White North, uh, our neighbors to the north, uh, Canada, uh, as our very own Barra just said, uh, directed by Lou Lehman, uh, written by Ian Stewart, and starring Sammy Snyders as Jamie. uh, Mm. The Pit. Uh, follows the trials, and, the, the trials and tribulations of Jamie, a, a troubled 12-year-old young man uh, who is constantly uh, being made fun of uh, and getting his ass kicked uh, from uh, his, his classmates and other uh, people around town that he looks uh, up to. And, uh, you know, his parents don't give a shit about him and take off and leave him alone um, <laughs> With uh, with Sandy, uh, a current psychology student, but uh, Jamie 
uh, has an intimate relationship uh, with his teddy bear, who he talks to and uh, regularly uh, converses with. And uh, when Teddy talks to Jamie, uh, we get to hear Teddy's voice talking to Jamie. Uh, Jamie discovers a pit, a hole in the ground uh, in the local forest uh, where uh, mysterious creatures live uh, that feast on meat and ultimately uh, the people of those who have done Jamie wrong as he sets out on a path of vengeance featuring tragic results. Uh, And that's the brief synopsis of The Pit from 1981. And what did you think about it? <clears throat> what did I think about it? Uh, Absolutely. So this, was, yeah. so this is this is interesting because uh, as I was watching it, uh, I kept feeling like one, uh, the actor uh, Sammy Snyder's playing Jamie, uh, just was so like beyond familiar to me. And while mm. I was watching this, what I thought was for the first time, there were so many things that just rang like very very faintly familiar but not familiar enough for me to definitively say whether or not i've seen this movie before it was quite puzzling as i was watching it but uh all in all um i feel that this was like like kind of a cool interesting concept uh but jamie was an annoying character and uh given its 1981 uh release time I feel suffered from the fact that for a lot of its runtime kind of played to me like it was an ABC after school special. Um, (laughs) You know, so uh, interesting concept at all that I, that I do feel uh, like could be ripe for an update. Um, But, you know, like I I was kind of mixed, mixed feelings on it. Interesting concept. Uh, Maybe I would have felt differently in 1981. Maybe I would have felt differently if I saw it when I was 12. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of my, my, my initial thoughts on The Pit from 1981. Okay, cool. What did you think about The Pit? Uh, you know what, man? I, uh, I ended up probably enjoying this more than I expected myself to. Um, you know, but I guess the, for me, the bar was set real low, considering, you know, when, when this got announced, the first thing I hear from you is, is like, prepare, you know, to, to be – you know, introduced to the most annoying kid ever in, like, a horror movie. Um, yeah, for real. Thanks for raining for me, on my parade, King. <laughs> well, for, for me, though, honestly, that fucking award still goes to Danny Pintaro and fucking Cujo. You know, I, I, Jamie, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Was he fucking a, a bratty, bitchy, little fucking annoying pervert? Absolutely he was. But nothing beats fucking Danny Pintaro fucking screaming, whining, moaning, bitching, screaming, whining, moaning, bitching all throughout that fucking movie, man. All I wanted to see the entire time was for that fucking dog to bite that kid's head off. You know, as far as Jamie, I was just hoping somebody would give him a little bit of trim at some point, you know. That's all he needed. He needed somebody to fuck his brains out, and then he would have manned up. You know, but aside from that, yeah, I think the, uh, I think the Dean kind of, kind of, I'm with the Dean on this is definitely ripe for a remake, and uh, I thought the concept was actually quite fascinating. Okay. Monkey, what did you think about the pit? 
All right, yeah, man. Um, for like, first off, it's like you know, watching this movie, it's like was this theatrically released? Because like the ghoul said, it's saying I wanted to get on my trapper keeper because I, I mean, like like the dean said, <laughs> you know, and I wanted, I felt like I was watching the after school special. I, I really did. Um, and again, yeah. <laughs> uh, King, thank you for setting the bar low. But like the ghoul has said, I was like. Still, though, I'm going to sit there and counter the goal, and I'm going to sit there and go with the most annoying kid ever in a horror movie is still Samuel from Baba Duke. <laughs> right? It's, it's still a good one. The most, That's a good one. It's still the most annoying kid for me. But again, though, it's like it's it still hits on those after-school kind of vibes, man. And, you know, it still kind of took me back, you know. And again, uh, it, I don't know if it's because – of us growing up in that time. So it, you know, was definitely hitting on just that age of us growing up. And, you know, it, it was just, a, you know, a weird, that's kind of fucked up coming of age kind of movie in a fucked up kind of way. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it in, in a weird ass after school special kind of way. Um, yeah, I, I think though the, this movie definitely could have been, had, definitely, definitely could have had some better acting in it. And I, I think if they had addressed the acting, this, this movie pro- probably actually could could have worked. Okay. All right. And what about you, Ken? Um, How did you feel about this? <clears throat> so well, I had seen this movie a couple. I had seen this movie a couple years ago because of a, a review I saw on YouTube where they were just talking about Canadian productions and, you know, how bad can you get with, like, kids and annoying kids. And I ended up watching it. And, yeah, it's just it was one of those weird things where it does play out like an ABC after-school special more than a theatrical movie, which it was released theatrically. Um, But the whimsical music that played throughout, you know, it's like, okay, well, it just feels like an an hour-long special that you would see after school, you know, with, with, with Jamie... <clears throat> and his teddy bear um, being a sexual deviant special. at a very young age. Um, it's not a bad movie. I won't say that because I had fun with it because it's just from a, like, it's so bad it's good type of standpoint where it's like, it's just, it's mm-hmm. so stupid and over the top at some points with Jamie being the way that he is with people. Um, you know, the actors seeming like they're right out of a 70s porno where it's, it's that <laughs> level of boogie nice type acting where it's like, well, let me tell you about Jamie. Hmm. And let me take this book and look at it. Oh, look, I'll just rip the page out. It's like, Dude, I would have loved to see of like Sandy the, in an 80s porn, man. She would have been fantastic. Right? Yeah, her and, and, and the, uh, the librarian. Oh, my God. In the scene together, I would have been there for us. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the it's, it's the way that it played out. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get there. But um, it's, it's, you have the, the, the standpoint of the pit being filled with, with creatures. But you also have an evil fucking teddy bear that really they don't play out with. It's just, it's there. Like, it's a, it's a teddy bear that, that's kind of evil. And I thought that it would have been fun to play with that more, this teddy bear being evil and, and just telling Jamie what to do. Like, you know what to do, Jamie. You know about the bad people. You know, that's what we have to do. It's like, but it was just kind of there. Like, like a weird subplot that never comes to life. The fact that he has this teddy bear <clears throat> that's evil. So it, it was fun to see it from that standpoint. The entire time, I wanted fucking Jamie to get killed at some point. Whether he got hit by a car or he just got stabbed <laughs> to death by Sandy, 
like the entire time I was like, Gee, fucking kill this kid. Like kill him because he's just going to be a serial killer in later life. You don't get the same torture in the animals like the serial killers, but it's like little pet Bundy. <laughs> That's why I was like, this is an ABC <laughs> show. The Adventures of Little Teddy Bundy. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I love sex. <laughs> it's like, I'm only 12. It's like, well, you're clearly like 15 years old. And the actor was 14 when he played this character. So that makes sense. You know, it's just there's a lot that goes into it. Um, because even at the beginning of the movie, it's one of those weird things where it's very much like an ABC after school special where you get this opening where he's confronting Freddie Phelps and Christine on Halloween night. And then all of a sudden you see him getting punched in the face by Freddie going, hey, can I join your gang? Oh, fuck you, kid. Bam. Right in the face. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see him. Right in the schoolyard. <laughs> leading Freddie right to the pit. And then we get our kickoff where he's just kind of hanging out after school being punished for having this adult photography book where he cut the photo out of a woman. And she's like, oh, did you do this, Jamie? He's like, no. Uh, I, I found it that way. Oh, that Jamie. You know, I guess we're going to have to uh, deal with you now. <laughs> and the fact that she tells him to rub it off the chalkboard and go home, I was like, don't tell this kid to rub off anything, because he will. He will whip it out. Fucking, and... <laughs> I have been made to write many a line on the fucking chalkboard. You know, that was one of those fucking oh, yeah. weird things that was, like, still a bit of a thing in Staten Island when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. at no point... At any time in my life, has anybody ever fucking said to me to rub something off the chalkboard? You know, grab a dry erase and erase it, erase that off the chalkboard, wipe that off the chalkboard. Nobody ever said to rub anything on a a chalkboard. This movie is so underhandedly dirty in so many ways. And every character, every character in this film is absolutely fucking awful. Everybody is so miserable and mean to each other the entire time. (laughs) You know, as much as Jamie might be an asshole, so is every single adult and person in Mm -hmm. this town. This is like the town that fucking asshole built. (laughs) (laughs) Even when you get introduced to Miss Livingston, the librarian, and she finds the the book and Marion, the teacher, is like, oh, I don't know if you could do anything with this, but you know, it's the face. And she's like, no, We'll just rip the page out, and then we'll just put it back on the shelf. And then you see Jamie being so fucking proud of his work that he took that photo and put Miss Livingston's face on. He's like, oh, man, she's going <laughs> to suck my dick right now, man. Oh, she's going to want it. And then she just rips it up and throws it away. He's like, oh, nerds. <laughs> like, what did you expect? <laughs> like, oh, but, Jamie, man, what, you, what the fuck are you doing? She expects. Expected her to open her top and start flicking her fucking bean right there, man. He thought <laughs> That's old school Photoshop, baby. That's what we used to have to do. Yeah. We made our own jeans in the 90s, man. <laughs> and, you know, he's hanging out on the, on, the, on the stairs watching it, and the guy's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I wasn't doing nothing. I'll leave. I'll leave. I'm cool. I'm cool. You know. And then you get introduced to the Benjamins, which are his parents, and his mother acting very much like a 70s porn star is like, mm, yeah, hey, Sandy, my son's kind of fucked up. Like, I'm not saying a lot <laughs> fucked up, but he's a little fucked up. Like, he, he does some shit. It's fine. But, you know, me and my very old husband, uh, who clearly couldn't get me on a good day, 
Uh, yeah, we're going to go to Seattle. I'm dying. I'm dying. I got to get it out of town. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the fucking guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show, the professor in the wheelchair. You know, he's just like, hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, he's talking about my son. Yeah, he's, he's kind of fucked up, too, right? Uh, it's all right. You know, he, he's a boy. and He's growing up. Um, like, then they have dinner together, and Jamie wants to go underneath the table to look at her panties. And he's like, Jamie, stop that shit. I was like, oh, well, yeah, he knows a lot. How fucked up his kid is because he was naked wearing a Superman cape just dangling in a swing to the next door neighbor. I'm like, he, yeah, little Ted Bundy is here. <laughs> you know, <it's> so great. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, you know, but, but again, though, it's like the tenacity that he's got and the all that yeah. on top of that. The try, the shit that he tries, you know, like you said, you know, immediately he's like, yeah. oh, I, dr- I dropped my fork. Let me go get it. You know, they crawling around <laughs> under the table to go get a full-on penny shot. It's like not even subtle or nothing. It's like, it's like and then dad's like, yeah, yep, you know these kids, but, you know, horny fucking boys. <laughs> it's and it's, I love it's the a weird. Said, yeah. boys. It's, it's a weird <laughs> dynamic, too, in which it's like, I don't know, there's like no impetus for it. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah, he's like, nope. you know, he's getting like, fucking artsy magazines from the library <laughs> but it ain't like he's like sneaking into the porn theater where he's getting like a no, no. like i would understand if this was taking place in like let's say somewhat of a city structure in the 70s and this right. kid is sneaking into a, a pornographic theater and for him mm-hmm. at a young age this is what's being identified to him as how relationships work, you know, where it's incorrect. He's not seeing anything but how sex is played on uh, on a video screen, on a movie screen. Right. Um, this is like, it's just like it's innately built into him to be as fucking weird and as dirty and as fucking absolutely far out strange as he can possibly be. And don't get me wrong, I mean, obviously those people do exist, but like, I don't know, this is a movie, and it needs some kind of, like, I don't know, I guess just a better plot to, like, go into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we get into it. We get into it later about, you know, possibly why he's, you know, if you will, uh, fucked up when it comes to relationships and yeah. his perspective yeah. of women when we get to the bath scene and stuff like that. You know, so, good, oh, you know, I get yeah. where you're cu- <laughs> you know, but, but you know, <laughs> and we'll, you know, but, but at the same time, it's like, I'm thinking what you're thinking, cool is like, you know, and then imagine like all of that weird fucked upness, and, but then. On the flip side, you're trapped in suburbia, where it's like, where the fuck do you get your fucking rise from? You know, it's like, you know, when you're in the city, you know, like you said, you know, you got the theaters, you got the fucking magazine stands. It's like, where do you get it when you're stuck in fucking suburbia? And the only place to to get that shit is like, you know, you know, yeah, art books and stuff like that. You know, get it where you can. You know, fuck, I can't can't, can't tell you how many times. That cover babysit, yeah. Yeah, or you know, or you know, I, I'm surprised. So I'm surprised he wasn't fucking you know grabbing up every fucking National Geographic you could fucking find. <laughs> you know, and and when the Benjamins when leave, alone they leave, they're like, <clears throat> the Benjamins when they leave, they're like, all right, we're taking off. All right, see you guys later. I wanted them to be like, woo, we're free of the fucking kids, <laughs> woo. We're going to fuck on the highway. <laughs> Jamie's your problem now, loser. <laughs> they just turned down the highway with a free bird plane on the A-track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did it, I'm going to drive. 
We're free to fucking get. You need to suck my. Oh, you know she will. <laughs> you know, like we are oh, free yeah. of that. But, but now we have Sandy being left alone with Jamie, and she has to you know prepare food and and do all the things as a house sitter slash babysitter would. Um, you know, Jamie asks Sandy if she has a boyfriend. She's like, well, kinda. I mean, you know, he's it, it, like, well, goddamn it, really? Already? You're you have somebody? Well, fuck. What am I gonna do? Guess I'll go fucking I'll talk hope. to Teddy. And she's like, is that your friend? And she's like. Kind of. I'm like, oh, this, why do you got to stare at that? It's all right. So you're starting up early and freaking around about your evil teddy bear that talks to you. Oh, hey, I think she's a good one. I think we can keep her. Yes, Jamie, we can. I'm like, where the fuck is the backstory on the teddy bear? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> even watching it now, I'm like, why is it evil? Like, why does it talk to him? Like, in, in his voice, but we never get that, you know. <laughs> We just get uh, Aunt Margaret Livingston doing uh, calisthenics with Abigail, you know, the, the nasty <laughs> fucking little girl. Is Jamie yeah. crazy? Mm-hmm. No, he's not crazy. He's just a little weird. All boys are weird. She's like, mm-hmm, girl, let's do the calisthenics. <laughs> but Abigail's a yeah. bitch, too, because she just fucks with him every chance that she gets. <laughs> Kid. Um, you know, but the thing about Abigail, which was weird, is she's got that look. Like, I could have sworn I had seen that girl in, like, two or three <laughs> yeah. other yeah. films at some yep. point. At one point, I thought that might be Kim Myers um, from Nightmare on Elm Street, mm, too. That's a good and I'm call. like, wow, look at this. <laughs> yeah. Look at early film for her. And then I looked up the girl's name, and, like, she's in, like, five other things, and, like, it's nothing that I would have ever seen in any way. <laughs> Yeah, same here. She's got that yeah. g- g- generic look, like you said, you know, where she she just, she just seems familiar, but nope, just you know, <laughs> a young cunt. That's that's it's all she is. Just a bitch. She, she's a bitch. She's twelve. <laughs> Monkey serious. He has his opinions. It's fine. We're fighting for it. Um, <clears throat> but you have Monkey, you know little Ted Bundy. Nope. <laughs> no, he's, he's talking as he calls it, but we have little Ted Bundy, Jamie, you know, going to bed and he's telling his babysitter like, you know, oh, my mom reads the story to me before I go to sleep. She's like, yeah, you're fucking 12. Get over it. Like, there's none. You know what, uh, Sandy, how about you wear a fucking sweater and like pants to bed and not wear the sheer fucking T-shirt and panties underneath so that way Jamie could check out your tits when you wake up in the morning because that's exactly what he's doing when you wake up. She's like, are you looking at my tits? He's like, oh. I'm only 12. And she's like, yeah, good one. Like, like, like that's your I'm sure the girl thought that she could sleep comfortably in a room <laughs> without waking up and having some fucking 12-year-old child standing there staring at her. She still thought, yeah. like, even though I know she's met him and she's obviously seen some of the, the, the peculiarities of this character, um, but I'm sure she still thought he, he at least had somewhat of just general good behavior, you know, like just some basic manners. Yeah. Um, yeah. He does not. Yeah, no, he at doesn't. All. He doesn't. No. I had no, some not of at the all. babysitters growing up that, uh, you know, that, that were teenage, teenage girls, particularly like I remember my buddy Jimmy, his sister, his one older sister next door, that, you know, they lived next door to us. His one older sister used to babysit us all the time. And, like, you know, like I remember hanging out like when we're like 
I don't know, 11 or 12 years old. We're like Jamie's age, you know? And she's like 17, and like her boyfriend would be there. And she'd make jokes like, oh, you guys feeding me out or whatever, you know, and like shove our heads like that down her pants, but like in that general what? area. You know, like, yeah, but she'd like, because like, listen, at 12 what? years old, we, we weren't a bunch of innocent, like, little children. Like, they like to paint kids out to be today. You know, when we were 12, we had seen plenty of fucking porn by then. We had looked at naked magazines. Magazines, and believe me, all we wanted to do was bone the shit out of this girl. You know, we probably wouldn't oh, have known yeah. what to do if she brought if she brought us into a room and took her clothes off. We would all be like, "Oh fuck me!" But she was like 15, 16 years old, hot as hell, and again, you know, like she liked to fuck around with us a little bit with that. Um, and, and you know, like it was the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. You know, we were happier than pigs and shit. So it doesn't surprise me, like, this kind of thing would go on where, like, you know, she's dressing however she's going to dress, not thinking that this kid's a fucking psychopath. And she <laughs> has, like, a casual, like, hookup with Alan, you know, the football player. And, like, it's not my boyfriend, but, you know, we, we hook up and we have fun, you know. And, and the next morning, that's when Jamie's like, oh, hey, I have, like, a pit, like, a mile away from here. And it's full of, like, creatures, chowlogs and... I think one of them yeah, is come dead. Check out she's my like, kid. whatever. Yeah, she's check like, out yeah, my hole. You know what? <laughs> what did I look at my hole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check out my gaming she's like, hole. Yeah, the hole where my hairy creature is. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's stupid. I don't think that exists, Jamie. Why don't you just go along now? And then he fucking bolts out the fucking house with a sweater around his neck. And he's like, hey, guys, man, my babysitter's hot. You got to meet her. Oh, that's cool. You guys having fun down there? <laughs> Yeah, you guys have fun. (laughs) But then they go to the football game where Alan. (laughs) I love Jamie at the football game when he's watching Alan play. He's like, God damn it, this fucking guy. I fucking hate you. I hate you. you." (laughs) (laughs) I hate that you're making all those plays. (laughs) Yeah, she's so excited. She's like, Oh my God, did you see that? He's like, Fuck that guy. Fuck him and everything he stands for, because I want to fuck you, and if I can't fuck you, nobody can. Like I was like, all right, Jamie, calm down. Like, <laughs> you know, especially when he runs up to the house and Alan's like, hey, listen, the top can go down to my car, then he can go down on me. And she's like, okay. And he's like, God damn it, they're making out. Like, I don't know what to do. Right now. <laughs> Well, sucks for me. Well, I, I love his super, his super sneaky. I'm gonna run up to the porch and then hide behind the pole and spy on him. Move. <laughs> that was casual. <laughs> yeah, because Alan the put the top ninja. down. Like that's gonna protect everything. <laughs> yeah. No one's gonna see a thing. Come on, baby, take it all off. <laughs> yeah, and then you know Jamie starts pounding his Come fucking on, fist together. Like, I'm gonna kick his ass. Just lick it a little bit. Just, just a tip, baby. Come on. You know, I just won the football game. Well, okay, Alan. If you say so. And then fucking Jamie just pounding his fists together going, I'm going to kill that guy. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not kicking his ass. You know, let the trial logs do it. You know, go talk to the evil Teddy because he'll tell you what to do. Go run inside. Because evil fucking Teddy is sitting there going, what the fuck are you paying attention to me? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, evil Teddy's got an idea for a phone scam. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Teddy's got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> so listen to Teddy more often. 
you know, he's the thinker of this group. Like, sorry, Jamie, you know, you're fun and everything like that, but he's got, the, you know, the whole idea of what to do. And then, you know, you have uh, Jamie sobbing that night because he obviously didn't get the fuck Sandy. So he's like, I'm sad. <laughs> and then the next day, Abigail plays the bike prank on him, where she's like, "Yeah, you can sit on my bike. I like you too. Go ahead." Come. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I I've, I've really been thinking about how I acted, and it was just wrong. So, uh, Jamie, please, you can you can come and ride my bike now. I'm sorry. Please take this time and, and ride my bike. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's fucking cool. I'm going to ride your bike. And then he whips up the bike and falls apart. She's like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is hilarious. She was laughing as if she fucking cracked like the greatest thing of all times. Sorry, go ahead. Dude. Sorry. You've got to take into consideration like the work that it must have taken for a little girl uh, to disassemble her entire <laughs> yeah. bicycle, like all the screws, and then place it all back together so the bike looked intact and just yes, happened to yeah. do that in the moment yeah. like to have predicted that Jamie was going to show up at that very moment at that very moment uh, for her to pull off that prank. I'll, I'll give her props like, uh, for that it was it was a great yes. it was a, it was a great gag <laughs> yeah I'll tell you what and, as a member yeah. of the audience, I actually fell for it because for a split second, I figured that being that this was right after we had her conversation with the aunt about Jamie not being quite right in the head, I figured, oh, maybe yeah. the character isn't, like, terrible and, and you know, like, it's going to be a case in which, you know, he ends up killing her or whatever and, you know, you feel a little bad for it. No, 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 she's just a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... Then you have Jamie giving the trial logs candy, and they're not going for it. They're just kind of just walking around it. So he's like, hmm, well, you know, I've, I've researched it. I've looked in these books about carnivorous creatures. Well, maybe they need meat. You know, maybe I can go to the local butcher who's like, oh, what do you got, five bucks? Uh, yeah, I'll give you like a bunch of pounds of meat. It's 81. I'll give you a whole <laughs> bag of meat. I don't care what it's <laughs> for. Bag of me a whole bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what do you want? All right, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a mix. That's fine. That's cool. Like, you know, you got five bucks. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and that's what the trial is needed. Of you need. <laughs> yeah, it's 20 pounds. That's what it looks like. Like, you know, you had a whole bag that you dropped down there. And then later well, that night, while Sandy Sandy his meat. I don't see why he's giving the meat to fucking the trial logs. You know, Sandy. He wants to, to take care of them. That's his responsibility. <laughs> So he feels responsible for the trial logs, you know, even though he's been told by Sandy, they're not real. They're they're the fairy tales. Like, no, they're not. They're real. I'll show you eventually. She's like, oh, okay. Like, no, at one point, I'd be like, I want to go check it out. Like, I'd be like, all right, I want to check out your fucking pit, and I want to see what the fuck is down there. Like, she takes the entire movie to be like, all right, let's check it out. But while she's here, Jamie my question is, do the these mirror. things fucking exist down in this pit? Like all this time, just eating right. like whatever no randomly accidentally fell down there. <laughs> yeah, right. No explanation. It's a fucking pit, and they just happened to be there. And Jimmy found them, and he fell in love, and he's well, like, "They're well, my friends," and one of them might be dead. No explanation. <laughs> like later on in the movie, whoa, whoa. Sandy tries to explain it. Like she tries so hard later on. Oh, when yeah, we get yeah there, the troglodytes and blah 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 blah. 
Um, like all kinds of fucking science, science, science stuff. But uh, like you know, like I thought, the way, like the way the movie was going, and the you know the time that it was released and all that shit, I figured they were going yeah. with the whole like this kid is just fucking mentally ill the entire film, <laughs> and that at the end of the yeah. movie, you know, is going to be the big reveal, like inside the pit, and it's just a pile of all the dead bodies. You know, there were never any yeah. fucking trauma logs and right. all that. that like, fucking I rad. totally thought that's where they were <laughs> yeah. going. I was thinking the same thing, that man. Was uh, I, I? I thought that I was thinking the same way. Was he was going to be fucking mental, and not so much a pile of dead bodies, but the fact that the trauma logs that he thought he saw were actually people that he dumped in the pit, and they were actually still alive. But he was seeing I the trauma logs, and he was trying to feed them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have yes, been fucking yes, rad. Yes, yes. I, you know what? And with the trial log thing going on, even if they actually showed the creatures, I wanted to see fucking bones. I wanted to see fucking shirts and shit like that. We're like, oh shit, that's Alan. <laughs> and oh look, there's fucking Mrs. Elephant. Like, no, they don't <clears throat> show any of that. They're just like, it's a trial log, and they're in the pit. Um, oh, look, it's, but it's Chaka, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of Chakas in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but after he, he feeds you know them the meat and he's like that's awesome he goes home and writes I love you on the bathroom mirror while saying he's showering and she's like what the fuck oh my god what the fuck is your problem he's like oh, uh, I don't know uh, and she's like yeah, listen can you fucking leave me alone he's like okay but can you leave me a picture before you leave and she's like, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, he's like, oh, I, like, the fact that he thought it was going to work. He was, like, smiling the entire time laying in bed. Like, she was going to be like, let me suck that dick. Like, no. <laughs> Stop it. Like, you know, don't do it. Listen, and then she he, ends up bathing the kid, man, which is fucking as weird as it could oh, possibly get. He's fucking twelve. So weird. Stop bathing him. So weird. Oh, yeah. After all the weirdness yep. and the, the sleeping and everything, that was that was bizarre. Totally bizarre scene. Well, like, he, she it, makes it, fun of him earlier about the fucking yep. reading a book. But meanwhile, she's like, oh, let me fucking scrub you in the fucking bathtub, man. I mean, at the very least, if you're going to do that, honey, and you know this kid is pining for you, why not reach down and just give the kid a handy? And it's just a little fucking, you know, just a little blip blip. She even tells him, you're fucking 12. You don't need to be bathed. And he's like, but how am I going to get my back? And she's like, okay, solid argument. <laughs> no, it's not a solid yeah. argument. He can do it himself. Like... Don't bathe him. Yeah. You're only going to be reading into his sexual obsession with you. But then we give us a so fucked up thing about then he has, you know, the the moment where he confides in her about how his mom really, really watches him, you know, when she, mm, she gives him yeah. a bath. And, you know, how his mom must think he's really dirty and how he doesn't think he's really that dirty, yeah, but his mom thinks he does because of how much he watches them. It's like, oh, <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fucking it's just so weird. You know, then he goes and steals money from her purse to buy more meat. And the butcher's like, you need more meat? Like, aren't your parents out of town? And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but the babysitter needs it. And he's like, all right, well, tell your parents to call me when they're done. I'm like, this fucking butcher 
It's like, tell me when your parents are home so they can go. What? What kind of butcher is that? I'll be like, whatever. You got money? Here's meat. <laughs> it was my favorite when, he, when he's hit the fucking skids, man And he's like trying to rob the back of the fucking meat truck You know, that's like something you'll see, you'll see in a movie where like a character goes down like the junkie bath You know, like he's fucking, he's all fucking strung out and shit, you know And it's like, oh man, I gotta eat You know, stealing the fucking meat out yeah. the back of the thing <laughs> Hey, what are you doing? Oh, no, dude. I'm going to steal, <laughs> steal this fucking leg of, <laughs> leg of cow right yeah. here. <laughs> like, and then the guy just throws it in the back of his truck. Like, no refrigeration whatsoever in the back of that truck. He just throws that piece of meat in the back. He's like, hey, fucking kid. He's like, oh, I'm going to weed a cow out here. No, you're not good enough for the truck. You know, for the trial log. You're not meat for them. Maybe I'll get some chickens. No, I can't get that either. Uh, what is a boy ever to do? You um, can't what are you going to do? Of a grease lightning. I, I yeah. wish he had caught the chicken. I wish we had caught the chickens just so we could get the scene of him just throwing the chickens and them just falling down the <laughs> ship while they flap mildly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just mm-hmm. love watching these chickens get thrown. I, I, I always think it's yeah. funny as shit. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> well, but I love the fact that he actually of, caught yeah. Two of the chickens, and that was the problem because he had to like pretend like he couldn't hold on to them. Like he grabbed two of them, and like both times it was like, "Boop!" Oh, like they got away. <laughs> oh shit! I decides, call, what do I do now? <laughs> I know. I'm gonna bring the travel logs, but no, he can't get there. So he decides he's just gonna fucking prank Miss Williamson, and he's gonna make a recording of his voice that she can't tell it's him. By any means, going, oh, hey, I took your daughter, I took your niece, and she's away. Uh, the only way I'll release her is if you take off your clothes. And she's like, okay, you bastard, I'll take off my clothes. And he's like, yes, Miss Livingston, that's a good girl. No, yeah, take off those clothes. And meanwhile, Jamie's snapping fucking photographs without a fucking flash for some reason, because that's not going to work. You're not going to get any good photograph without that. But no, he's flashing. <laughs> well, that's not the, true. The king the, 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 the ki- if you've got a lit interior, a flash is only going to fuck up the picture. Yeah. The king it sounds is. like he's done this. I have. The king's like, your pictures will totally not work. This doesn't work. Okay? When you do this kind of thing and you stuck outside somewhere, <laughs> you, you totally got to use a flash. And don't forget you to do. use a 600 speed, speed film. <laughs> if you want to get the good pictures, you got to have a flash and 600 speed. But no, he gets it, and, and Abigail walks in, and she's like, Aunt Margaret, what are you doing? She's like, you bastard! <laughs> you know, and that's the, the cut to that. But then we have Jamie, Jamie going, well. You goonie! <laughs> yeah. well, and now we have Jamie and going, well. I want to go home. But, yeah. but while on the flip side siding with Jamie, I wish we had just gotten a quick titty shot from her. That's well, we, you we know, did, we did. We, we saw the pictures. We did. It's we kind of did a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit of flash of nipple, a little bit. Little yeah. Bit. No, there's definitely a tit there. So, I mean, if you want to see, you know, her without shirt on, there, it's there. But that's when Jamie decides the next day, well, we got to kill the bad people. So let's just start rounding them up one by one. So he's like, all right, so we're going to go with Abigail with the coach whistle. Come on, ride your bike over here, and we're going to have fun. And it's on a bike path. And then he kicks her into the hole, and, oh, got to get another one. Hey, Alan. Let's play football in the clearing. Like, that's the worst one. <laughs> Alan, 
he chases him into the clearing, and he's like, oh, come on over here. You know, we'll play football here. How do you not see that fucking gigantic hole, like, in the middle of the clearing? Like, oh, shit, there's a hole here, man. We shouldn't put – no. Alan goes right into the hole, and he's like, ah, nice. And then this elephant, the old woman in the wheelchair – she screamed for a fucking mile, and nobody heard her for a fucking mile. Well, she's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, nope, right into the hole. And then he rides the wheelchair fu- out of me. That's fucking baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a funny montage, man, especially when he came rolling out on her wheelchair. I was like, oh, go ahead, kid. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, this and is then, fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a great time. The trial logs are getting said. But then we get introduced. We get introduced to Garth, who was a Johnny Watt of this movie. He looked like fucking John Holmes in his fucking yellow car. He's like, oh, hey, babe. You haven't heard from Alan in a while? Crazy. Come on over. Give me a kiss, babe. And she's like, oh, my God. Stop it. Oh, God. Okay. Like, you know, it's crazy, but I'll give you a kiss. Like, I love You're like forty. I love the fact that he's in. Yeah, I know. I have two kids at home. Yep, my my beer <laughs> tastes. You know what? <laughs> Old Milwaukee is fine. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my mustache tastes like Meister Brown and my wife's vagina. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, I'll check you out later." Give him the finger guns as he drives off. And then the next day, Sandy's like, "Oh my god." Have you heard about what happened to Alan, Jamie? Come on. Like, what happened to him? And he's like, I don't know. Whatever. Like, you think I care? And then she does what I wanted her to do the entire time and smack him in the fucking mouth. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Finally, you fucking pop this kid in the mouth. That's what he fucking deserves. And he's like, how dare you? How dare you hit me in the mouth? No, he fucking deserves it. He's like, well, I guess yeah, I have to tell you about the kid that now. you're watching, man. You're not allowed to do that. You're not the parent. You know, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, like, that that point, point, what are you talking about, man? We're talking about 1981. 1981. Yeah, you could. Anyone could pop anybody in 1981. They were fucking like, Thank you. Thank you. She was apologizing real quick. She was apologizing yeah. real quick about it, man. So, you know what? If I was Jamie, yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Let's go up to my room right now. Okay, we got, we got some fucking things that you're gonna you're gonna help get out of me, so that we can fucking figure this shit out. <laughs> you know, but I think his parents have been like, you know what? Thank God that you did it because we couldn't. I'm glad that you popped him in the face because he deserved it. You know, but instead, well, the baby he's like, you know could what? Do what? The fucking parents could do it in '81. You kidding me? My mother used to beat yeah. the fuck out of me back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, man. But, no, man. but, but, but the babysitter better not but, fucking. No, I'll tell you what, though. If the babysitter no. laid a hand on me, no matter what I did, my mother would have fucking killed her. <laughs> Dude, man. Okay, my, see, my parents again, would be like, uh, did he deserve it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My parents yeah, would be like, he yeah, he absolutely deserved it. And I'll do a double yeah, tap. Yeah, because, again, growing up okay. in Virginia like that, man, it's like you acted up like at somebody else's house, and other parents could fucking beat you. And like the dean said, you know, they would be like, did he fucking deserve it? He's like, fuck yeah. You know, and it, yeah, anybody could fucking beat you. It didn't fucking matter, man. Nope. <laughs> other parents, Absolutely. babysitters, uh, like, yeah, it was fucking open game. 
But nah, then, you know, I mean, the my, whole thing is that my, my you know, family, yeah. my family was like Vin Diesel and company in the fucking Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. You didn't fuck <laughs> with you unless your family. You know what I mean? Nobody else <laughs> <touched laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Anybody nope. else? I could have said some yeah. of the worst shit imaginable to somebody, but if they laid a fucking hand on me, are you kidding? Family members would have been at their fucking household ready to burn them the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, so my parents would have held me down while the babysitter hit me. They're like, he the fucking deserved it. We'll hold him down. You punch him. And I'm like, no, stop yeah. it. <laughs> oh, here's yeah. the, That was, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> but, here's, a, here's an uh, extra five for beating his ass. <laughs> yeah, here's an extra ten. Like, he deserved it, that fucker. Like, you know, God damn it. Like, you know, but we have Sandy going, okay, I'll go see the pit if you stop with the whole fucking I love you bullshit. And he's like, okay, fine. Let's go see the pit. And he takes her out there. Take a look at it, and she's like, oh, my God, it's like pigs or something. He's like, no, they're not pigs. They're not, you know, anything like that. They're, she's like, oh, my God, this is like a fucking archaeological fucking discovery. We've got to bring out doctors and professors. And he's like, no, it's the secret. You can't do that. And she's like, hey, babe, don't. And I was like, why the fuck did you just call him babe? Like, it was so fucking weird. I put it in my yeah. notes. I'm like, why the fuck did she say babe? Like, you don't like this kid. <laughs> you, know, you think he's a psychopath. And then you call him babe as you fall into the pit. And she's like, oh, no, save me. He's like, I can't. You're too far in. Got to let you go. Oh, damn. It's her fault. I'm going to guess later. Damn it, Jello Logs. No. <laughs> no. Fucking guess letting her in death. And then the parents come back and they're like, wow, that's crazy. She disappeared, huh? Did you have anything to do with it, Jamie? No. But that fucking 70s porn star, Johnny Holmes, I think he had something to do with it. And he took her away in the car. Yellow or green. green. (laughs) It was a yellow or green porn star car. The fucking police chief's like, yeah, that tracks. It's fine. But somehow Jamie had the foresight to put the fucking Christina's tutu in Johnny's car with the tape recorder and it's like, oh, you're fucked, dude. We found all this evidence in the back of your car. I was like, how the fuck you got there? Like, when did that happen? When did Jimmy find time to go track this guy's car down and put evidence in the back of his car and be like, nah, he did it. <laughs> you know, he's going he had down. Yeah, that shit all kinds of fucking worked out, man. This kid is like a fucking mad genius. <laughs> he, like, and then they're like, well, the one cop's like, well, Garth couldn't have done it because he's not that smart. Like, <laughs> He's just, he's not that cunning to do this. So I think we have to deal with something else. And the police chief's like, well, God damn it. I just wanted to move to a town where nothing happens. And now I've got to deal with this murder <laughs> investigation. I actually wong, have to work wong. now. This sucks. <laughs> i got to do my and job. We, <laughs> and then we see Jamie running back to the pit, and he's like, hey, guys, sorry. Uh, big things going on. I can't take care of you anymore. Here's a rope. So you figure it. Yeah. I'll see you guys later. Every 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 monster for himself. Yeah. yeah. And then and then when we think the movie's over, then it shifts to nineteen sixties uh bad bad <laughs> yep. beach movie monster film. Okay, where the 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 the, Horror, yeah, the next fifteen yes yeah, the next fifteen minutes are filmed through bad visions of you know and I know we're running out of time and it's but. Bad visions of the camera through blurred goggles and all that kind of stuff. Oh, we got you know, And I want to hold your hand. 
as the, <laughs> the trolley dogs come out of the pit and they're like, we're free. We can do anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll kill the next two couple 3C. Do it. And that's <laughs> who they kill. They kill two different couples, and the one couple, the one girlfriend's body is found. They're like, oh, shit. That's fucked up. Something <laughs> had to do this. And the one guy pops Even up, though- and he's like, well, they couldn't have been animals. That's fucking crazy. They're like fucking hairy people. Let's call the zoo. <laughs> they must have something to do with this. <laughs> Are there any like animals loot or anything like that? Yeah, we should call the zoo because they would know. They're hairy. They're not animals, but maybe orangutans. Yeah, but he doesn't say orangutan. He say he calls it like something else, you know. Too he says the word wrong, which is even funnier. <laughs> yeah, the orangutans. Like he doesn't say orangutan. Yeah. He says orangutans. Yeah, yeah like right the orange something or something. Yeah, I knew yeah. what he was talking about, but yeah, the guy totally fucking totally fucking yeah, weird. The, the or, yeah, the orange tan or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like yeah, but, right turn Clyde. <laughs> you somebody see a bunch of guys. Somebody who didn't understand what the word was in the script and just tried to read it phonetically, <laughs> probably, and they just didn't <laughs> want to do another take to correct them. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. You know, but... Oh, if, God, leave it in. We have the one couple... We have the one couple that goes skinny dipping that gets killed by Woo-hoo. the guys in ghillie suits. Um, and the the funny thing is, is that the director of the movie, Lou Layton, he wasn't allowed to do any nudity scenes because his wife didn't want to have him do it. So at the end of the movie, he had his his uh, daughter-in-law do a nude scene. So yeah, that was funny in the pool. <laughs> yeah. So that worked. He's like, well, it's, you know, it's yeah. a daughter-in-law, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's not some yeah, random okay. person. My wife says it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So then we sit there and behind the scenes, Double tap is the weirdness of this movie where it's like, okay, it's, you know, you know, like you said, we can't film strangers, but family, it's okay to film naked. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you do <laughs> that. It's fine. It's going to be a great talk about Thanksgiving weekend when we talk about getting naked Shredo in that pool style. and filming that movie. Um, <laughs> but the, but the, the police chief gathers a posse to, to Night of the Living Dead shoot down these travelogs. And the travel logs are like, oh, shit, they're after us. Get oh, back into the that pit. that buzzing noise? There it goes. Yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they, they all <laughs> run back into the pit where they could just hang out. And the posse's like, oh, shit, there they are. We'll just they run them into down. that pit like the fucking banana splits or some shit. You know what I mean? And like, again, all it needed was like the bloop, bloop, bloops and some fucking corny music and everything. And it would have been like, zoop, zoop, boink, 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 boink. There is so much whimsical music in this movie. I was surprised it didn't go in the scene. I was like, we've had so much whimsical. But now, no, and they're going back into the hole, and the posse's like, holy shit, there they are. Get out of our guns. Bang, 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 bang. We killed them. All right, let's get a truck in here. Let's build this fucking hole and fill it in with dirt. Everything is going to be fine. You know, everything's done. We're safe. And Jamie's parents make the greatest fucking decision in this entire fucking movie Go stay with your fucking grandparents, you fucking weirdo. You know, go choke out some cats in their fucking farm. We don't want anything to do with yeah, we've you. Had enough of you. And he's like, Get the fuck out of here. He's like, so, oh my god, so great, so great. I'm so glad to be here. And they're like, we're glad you're here too, Jamie. You're gonna have a great time. Oh, look, here's your cousin. Places. <laughs> yeah, 
And Alicia, the next door neighbor, who's a step cousin or something, she's like, hey, why don't you hang out with me? I'm like, oh my, oh my God. <clears throat> really? I made you want to hang out with me? I, oh, yeah. I made a friend? Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go hang out. Oh my God, this is so great. It's like, oh, look at little Ted Bundy over there choking out that girl. It's going to be fine. <laughs> no. no. She wants to lead him away into this place where she's like, I got a secret too. Look at my pit. And he's like, oh, shit. The trial logs, they're here, too. And she's like, mm-hmm. Oh, and then it ends with push. him being pushed into the pit with a free spring. Her quietly <laughs> slipping behind him and launching him down into the pit. I was and so fucking happy. Free spring. I didn't happy. want to see this fucking little kid. Yeah, I didn't want to see him get away with all of the shit that he did and not nope. have any kind of comeuppance, nope. man. The whole time I'm sitting there uh, thinking, wow, man, this kid really got away with this whole damn thing. Uh, and then as soon as they introduced that little girl, and I was like, uh, uh like there was no fool in me. I knew he was fucked. You know, there was just, I think it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be like a family secret and they all knew about the fucking travel lodge the whole time, or he was mm. fucked. Oh, yeah. I, just, I love the fact that the parents are like, dude, can you fucking just go stay with your grandparents? We want nothing to do with you. And he's like, okay. Like, yeah, just stay the fuck away from us. We just want to hang out and have weird people sex. Like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Fine. <laughs> but it's, you know, really I just, just great. You know, yeah. the, the, the whole troll log, oh, no, they eat meat. And she's like, yeah, they do. <laughs> She's just shoving the fucking ass down. Your meat, zip. And so, the freeze frame on him being pushed in. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Dean. Yes. Freeze, freeze frame. So, say, I just want to kind of uh, wrapping this up. So, uh, you know, what I did want to point out also, because we, I feel like over the last uh, several months, uh, we have talked so much about uh, different novelizations uh, that have happened yeah. based on the films that we have read. And there was a novelization a of this film that was written by an author yeah. named John Galt. And the novelization no uh, is called, yeah, it's called is. Teddy. And uh, yeah. from what I have been gathering from my readings is that uh, the, lob- the novelization is actually like a much darker uh, story yeah, that supposedly uh, leans into like a much darker, uh, serious horror uh, kind of story. Uh, but what I have also learned is that like finding a copy of it is like next to impossible. It's not like mm-hmm. original Halloween novelizations where you can like go on eBay and get one for a few hundred bucks. There's like oh, yeah, none of them out there. I have checked. I have checked uh, like all of my different places where I buy used books from online uh, today, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know one of the sites that I used, uh, they had a little notation on its page saying that like maybe they get one copy every six months or so, uh, but yeah. I could not find one wow. copy for sale at any price. Yeah, anywhere. this one's hard to find. <clears throat> yeah, this one's definitely hard to find because I I did my own research and I was like I want to read that book. <laughs> I, I can't find it anywhere for a reasonable purchase. Um, but, yeah, no, the book supposedly is better, um, you know, and then more fleshed out, more horror-related. So, you know, maybe one of these days. But, uh, you know, I would love to, to, to read the novelization of, of Teddy. But, all right, so that was The Pit from 1981. Um, next week it goes to me for my pick. Um, and as I said last week on the show, I know Dean, you weren't a part of it, but I did see last night in Soho. Uh, which is a tribute to 60s cinema. So I want to keep it in uh, yeah. the 60s realm. 
Um, 60s cinema, Terrence Young, who directed the first two James Bond films, uh, Dr. No, and then he went on to do Rollerball. He made a movie in 1967 called Wait Until Dark with uh, Audrey Hepburn, Alan Arkin, and Richard Crenna. It's more of a thriller, uh, but hey, it's called Wait Until Dark. Crowded. Yeah, it's called Wait Until Dark. It's, it's on Shutter for you guys to watch. And I know that the, the monkey will find his way around to find Wait Until Dark. But, yeah, I want to talk about this thriller uh, with Alan Arkin playing a most despicable character, and Richard Crenna also in it, and Audrey Hepburn from Breakfast at Tiffany's. So Terrence Young, awesome. like I said, he, he did two, three James Bond films and also a third movie with Audrey Hepburn in 1979 called Bloodline, which is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into 60s cinema thrillers. The, the best Alfred Hitchcock movie that wasn't done by Alfred Hitchcock. It was actually directed by Terrence Young called Wait Until Dark. So, yeah, it's on Shudder. Uh, I look forward to talking about it. <clears throat> 60s cinema, one of my favorites in 70s cinema. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. So until next week. That, All right, so thank you so much, yeah, Dean, for your pick of this week. Yeah, of course. Sounds <clears throat> yes. like a great pick. And since you did reference uh, Last Night in Soho, I did just want to throw out there that if you have not had a chance to see Last Night in Soho in the theater, uh, it should be hitting uh, – all of your on-demand online services this Friday the 19th. So if you're looking Correct. forward for an opportunity to check out Last Night in Soho uh, from the comfort of your own home, uh, it's only a short time from now until you will get that opportunity. There we go. So excellent. So let's check out a movie from that era, from that decade, uh, directed by a guy who did three of the James Bond movies, including Thunderball, which is included in Last Night in Soho. So thank you so much for your pick tonight of The Pit, Dean. We'll see you back here next week for Wait Until Dark. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for the kind words. Okay. And, Monkey, as always, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here next week. All right. Thank you, Dean, for the pick. Um, again, one more uh, check, check mark off my uh, mental VHS rental wall. So th- thank you so much. And thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, cool. Why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Stay away from large holes with hairy people inside of them and stay scared. <laughs> Excellent. And as for me, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror Energy, saying thanking you so much for listening to this episode. Until next week, when I present my pick of Wait Until Dark, what happens when a blind woman goes up against three despicable criminals in the 1960s? We'll find out about that next week as I present my pick. But hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail Odorous. Watch horror movies, keep America strong. We'll see you back here next week, folks. <laughs>